Blog Talk Radio. For being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, and there you can view and purchase great work for contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions, and our blog as well. Today, our guest is David Now. David studied commercial art at the Pratt Institute. He believes that art is as much what you leave out as what you bring in. Light and shadow is used with beautiful effectiveness by David, and each piece has been planned and executed with precision and attention to detail, or the transparency would be lost. The fluid nature of the paint would almost seem at odds with his frequent subject choice and impact on nature through architecture. Precision and execution shows his skill and love for his art. David is never satisfied with what he already knows, and he regularly seeks out training in new techniques and skills. He is currently learning the fine points of working with gemstone-based watercolor paint for a series of collaborative paintings with his wife, a gemstone jewelry designer. Each painting is to portray an emotion based on the collection of gemstones. Well, good morning, David, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, let's start off this morning by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, David. Well, uh, as you noted that uh, I studied art in college, but my art actually started much earlier. I was raised around the Boston area and had a wonderful opportunity growing up to live next to a uh, man who restored paintings. And as a young child, I used to uh, cross borders, cross the lawns, and go over and sit and watch him uh, restore these paintings. So not only did he explain what he was doing, but he also explained who the masters were and uh, gave me a whole little history lesson at that time. I was probably in the neighborhood of 12, 13, and later I started working for him working on paintings from the Boston Museum and also some Titians and some really fine art pieces. When I went to college, though, I studied commercial art, knowing that uh, fine arts at the time was not really going to give me a uh, living. So after I got out of college, I started working as an exhibit designer. Forty-two years later, here I am, about... Fifteen years ago, I picked up watercolors and started uh, working with some uh, local teachers and have taken workshops across the country and Hawaii, really enjoying both plein air painting and also studio work. Since probably the last year, I have studied uh, and have worked uh, exclusively with studio uh, paintings. 
as you have uh, noted as well, is I work with my wife on a series of gemstone art. Uh, picked up these pigments that are actually made from gemstones and started working with those, which is really quite a challenge. Uh, they are completely different than dye-based watercolors. So it's been a very interesting challenge. Well, that was a, a great beginning, uh, getting the early art history and the finer points of art from your neighbor. Uh, that must have been very interesting for you. Yes, it was. Learned quite a bit. He was uh, very good as far as not letting me actually work on the masterpieces, but doing some of the prelim, filling holes with gesso and uh, doing that. But actually, the advantage was physically touching a work of art that was worth millions of dollars. Well, I guess it's safe to say at an early age you developed a love for fine art. But when did you decide that you wanted to be an artist? Well, I as, uh, as my bio had uh, just mentioned briefly, working with uh, designing exhibits, years ago we used to build scale models or we would do uh, renderings, marker renderings. And when they took my markers away, I think they said I was sniffing them too much, but uh, when they took those away, I started watercolor, which is the same philosophy as marker renderings where you use the white of the paper as the white and lightest points of a watercolor painting. Well, when did you create your first commercial piece of art that was your art and not for your business? It was about 15, 16 years ago. Uh, I bought a set of watercolors and took some classes at the local museum, which most museums have great, great courses. That's when I started painting watercolor, doing the, you know, uh, still lifes and flowers and all of that. Got quickly bored with it. Most of the pieces were in a portfolio somewhere, never to see the light of day again, thank <laughs> God. But I started painting outdoors. And one of the pieces that is on my website that I have painted in, uh, in plain air, was in a show at the Rhode Island Watercolor Society. I didn't win any awards, but uh, it was in there, and I sold that piece and knew at that point, uh, after I sold that piece, that uh, maybe I could make a living at this. Well, tell the audience a little bit about the artistic process you go through when you're preparing to create a piece of art. Well, this two ways you can do uh art and come up with the uh, come up with the subject matter or or uh painting one is intellectually where you actually plan the painting out you uh you figure out where you want the center of interest and where you want the highlight and so forth which is all wonderful for books and plans and all of that type of stuff but the real way is intuitively is when you see something you know is just worthy of your time. Because some paintings can take you know, a week's worth of time to work on. So you really need to love the subject matter. Once you do and have a personal connection with the subject matter, you're able to actually paint it with 
feeling, and that feeling translates into the final piece. Well, is there an artist that you believe has influenced your art style? I would have to say the watercolor artist Homer. He painted outside, he painted inside, and he did it with such flair and intuitive quality to his brush strokes. It is truly, he truly is a master at, at his craft or was a master at his craft and enjoyed watercolor. Now, he varied tremendously as far as what he used. For the purest watercolor, you'll probably hate to know this, but he would take chalk for highlights. He would scrape out sections of highlights. He would use white paint for highlights. But as I said, it is whatever that emotion carries you while you're doing your art is what is seen and felt by the viewer. Well, you mentioned your new uh, process using gemstone watercolor. Is that something you mix, or is gemstone watercolor something that can be purchased uh, at an art store? I would love to be uh the person that says, No, I grind up my uh I grind up these gemstones and all of that. But you know, I'm not a spring chick and so or uh then I'm going to spend that kind of time. These gemstone paints are from a Primatech collection by Daniel Smith. They are natural gemstones, somebody else all ground up, but uh, and then add the, uh, uh, the binder to it and the whole thing. If anybody tries these, just be very, very aware that they're very granulated. They've got chunks of the stone in it. So right. keep, your, keep your fine brushes away from them because they will tear up a Kalinsky sable brush faster than you blink an eye. So use your cheaper uh, brushes with this type of paint and have fun. So I assume that would give your paintings a lot of texture. Is that correct? Yes, it does. And yet it's still, when you paint a, a, a gemstone uh, with the actual paint that is made by that, uh, from that gemstone, it gives it an authentic quality. Well, other than Homer, is there an artist that you believe your work is similar to? As far as a living artist, I have taken several courses from a woman uh, that has influenced me the most in my painting, and that's Birgit O'Connor. And you would, uh, as a watercolor painter, you probably know her name and her style. And she's just a wonderful teacher. In the uh, two or three uh, workshops that I spent uh, time with her, I've learned the most out of any other books or situation. Well, certainly uh, the piece that you submitted for the July art competition to Contemporary Art Gallery Online had a message. Does most of your artwork, do you have a message, or is there a message in your artwork? There is more of a feeling into the artwork that I try to portray. That piece that I entered in there, I started painting it 12-plus years ago, and it was after 9-11, 
I had this photograph that I had taken uh, inside an abandoned uh, cement factory in Massachusetts of the two helmets are hanging there. It was initially a tribute to the workers and to the people who are uh, involved or were involved in the 9-11 disaster cleanup. It just didn't feel enough. It didn't feel as if I could honor those workers enough. So it sat in my studio for 12 years. Just this year, I pulled it out in between my paintings of gemstones and decided that I needed to finish it. I felt comfortable at that point uh, finishing it, labeling it America Works, and submitting it to your contest, and very, very pleased that I came in and placed in that show. And it is something that does bring a tear to my eye. It is a message that the blue-collar workers who get their hands dirty are the ones that we owe so much to. They are the builders of this country. Well, I agree. Uh, and just so the audience knows, the theme for the July art competition was patriotic. And I thoroughly enjoyed that, that painting uh, because I agree with you. I believe that, you know, it's the American worker that makes America great. And I just fell in love with the painting. I thought, well, what a great message and it had a it had a it told a great story. Thank you. Well, I know that piece took you a while, but on average, uh, how long does it take you from start to finish to create one of your art pieces? Well, for a little personal plug here, my website okay. is is Earth Energy Art, all one word dot com. There's a painting there that I did of an egret. That painting, start to finish, was one day's work. There are other paintings in there, like the first gemstone painting that I did, took probably about a week, maybe a little less than seven days, 40 hours-ish. So they can arrange, they range from one day to, uh, to to one week. I always ask that question of artists, and generally that I get pretty much the same answer, but it is interesting. Uh, you know, some will say, you know, this only took a day, and others took quite longer. And I often find that artists say, and I just never was really happy with that, and I just kept tweaking it until I got it where they were happy with it. That is true. There can be that painting that never ends. Well, I think this is a good spot, David, to do a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk more uh, about some of your art. You can view and purchase David Now's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Artist tab, and then on David's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the membership tab and follow the prompts. 
If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And again, to view David Now's stunning artwork and to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some of David's art, please click on the Artist tab and then on David Now's name. Well, David, in your bio, you talk about a lot of your art is man's impact on nature. Um, tell the audience more about that, if you would. Well, when I worked in the Massachusetts area, I worked in an old mill building that had been repurposed uh, probably about three or four times. Mm-hmm. Parts of that mill building were dilapidated to say the best, um, and yet I could find little vignettes of plants growing through the uh, old brick that I just found fascinating and finding those little American-made or or man-made objects being recycled into nature was just absolutely fascinating to me. I'm still working on that uh, premise on some new stuff I'm doing, and uh, I just will always search out those little vignettes of a rusty nail uh, or a rusty lock uh, with plants growing on it being reclaimed. Well, David, do you have a piece that you created that's your personal favorite? Oh, I would say the one I'm working on right now, but most artists would probably say that as well. <laughs> I'm working on one with my wife, and I'm actually staring at it right now that I need to finish up this uh, weekend. Uh, it's basically called All You Need Is Love, and it is a series of, oh, it looks like 40-plus uh, gemstones uh, all together. And uh, at this point, I photographed them early in the morning with great shadows, and now I'm uh, painting it, I projected it uh, and traced out some of the shapes, just the basic formats, and then had to go in and uh, finish drawing it. And then uh, today, tomorrow, and uh, probably into the weekend, I need to add the final shadows that really increase the depth to these type of paintings. Well, you mentioned that this was a new uh, collaborative effort that you were getting into. How? When did you start this uh, series of paintings? This actually started when I was laid off in November. I had some serious decisions to make because of my age. As I said, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> so having trouble finding a design job, I decided to become, quote, a professional artist. So I started devoting uh, full-time working on that while I searched for a new job. And I was working on old photos that I had taken, sort of cleaning up the uh, stuff that I wish I had time to work on. When my wife said, wouldn't it be great to be able to paint a picture of these gemstones, and then she makes a necklace that is using those stones to be able to exhibit uh, together. So we had the finished product, the necklace, 
And then we have the painting of the collection of stones on a uh, full sheet of watercolor paper and exhibit those together. I just thought that was a fascinating uh, idea that, number one, I got to work with my wife, who I love dearly, and also to take the nuances of the stones as light comes through them. You can see the exclusions or inclusions of the stones, and they just become beautiful objects to paint. Well, that is very unique and fascinating. Uh, I think that's a, a great approach for your art and uh, hers as well. As I said, I love the idea that this is a collaborative effort uh, between the two of us, and it's seeming to uh, work out very well. We had uh, a necklace and a print of one of my paintings at uh in a federal building that was for a month-long exhibit, and it gained quite a bit of interest. So that was really the first piece that has been in the public eye. I have some uh, that are in a gallery up in Mount Shasta, but I still hopefully have more online with you people, and uh, it hopefully sales develop. We wish you the best of luck with that uh, project. Uh, I think it has great potential, and I feel confident that that will work out for both of you. Thank you very much. Which kind of leads us to my next question, because there is the creative side of art, and then there is the business side of art. And you had alluded to earlier that when you were going to school, uh, you study courses where you knew you could make a living versus uh, being a uh, painter and an artist. What do you find is the hardest part about the business of art? The business of art, you have to set your personal ego aside, which for an artist, it's very difficult. But you have to listen to professionals who have had years of experience in selling and marketing and uh, making a living in a gallery situation. That goes against the basic ego of a designer. But you have to. You have to listen to these people and understand that they know more than you do in that particular field. Uh, that is so true. Uh, I have a story I tell people. I was at an art show and stopped at a booth uh, who, where the art really interests me, and the person behind the booth was just an excellent salesperson and had a lot of knowledge of the art, and I just assumed that they were the artist. But it comes to find out he was the brother of the artist. And he goes, my brother can't sell because he lets his ego get in the way. <laughs> so his brother does the, the creative side of the art and the other, and he does the business side of the art. And I thought, well, what a great, what a great uh, way to, you know, at least his brother, the artist, understood that that was not his strong point and allowed his brother to, to help him sell the art. That is very much a different hat artists need to wear. 
And you really have to distinguish the game face versus the artistic, uh, oh, I want to look like a bohemian uh, uh, act that you put on. And learn the artist speak and learn the uh, ability to articulate your concepts uh, of your painting with flair. Mm-hmm. That is so true. So true. Well, David, what is your art philosophy as it pertains to the art world? You know, I saw that question that you were going to ask, and I have <laughs> been thinking and thinking and thinking. My art is very selfish. Uh, I love to create I love to struggle through a painting, and some of them are. Some I have torn up midway through and made them disappear into little piles of scrap. I find that as the more I enjoy what I'm doing, the more it portrays at the finished product. And it is truly... Uh, a very rewarding experience when you finish a painting and you can say, oh, gee, I did that? And when you see it framed, when you see it hanging on the wall, you turn a corner and you happen to glance at it out of the corner of your eye and you look at it and you go, I did that? That's the most rewarding factor. Or you go into somebody's house who has a piece of your artwork and you see how it lightens up the room. And again, you question the fact that, uh, did I really do that? That is the reward. That is the philosophy of of arts is that you brighten somebody else's life as well as your own. Well, that was very good. And I certainly agree that You know, art is many things to many people. And I think a lot of non-artists, when they view a piece of artwork, say, well, look at that. And they, you know, they appreciate the beauty and and the fact that, you know, art conveys messages. But what they don't realize is, I think for the most part, art is a lot of work. I think most artists will tell you they they work hard not only at their craft, but even just doing an individual piece. Would you agree? Oh, I agree. Uh, It is not simple. It is not just standing there uh, and splashing paint on a canvas. Uh, Even modern art, when you take a look at that, uh, take a look at some of the artists, uh, Pollock, uh, it wasn't just splashing paint on a canvas. This thought to it, uh, there is relationships you have to consider. There's just a myriad of things that go through your head when you're creating. The act of creating a piece is work. You have to psychologically be willing to put your soul on a piece of paper. And that is hard work to do. Well, and the other thing you mentioned earlier as well, it's also an ongoing learning process. Like any other profession, you have to continue to improve and hone the skills involved. 
And I know you do that. Uh, you mentioned you'd gone, you know, attended some art classes and stuff. Uh, do you try to make time each year to attend uh, art classes? I have a favorite instructor for that one as well that I thoroughly enjoy. It's a contemporary artist named Timothy Clark. He has plein air workshops. I've attended two or three of those in Hawaii and also in California. And they are just so fun. This man is very, very good. And it is wonderful to step outside your studio, go in the nice sunshine like California or Hawaii, and actually just paint uh, the, the beautiful scene, the smell of the ocean, the, the, the whole thing. So that is so uh, rejuvenating. Well, David, we are getting near the end of our interview and our show. I always like to ask this as the last question is, what advice would you give to a new artist who's just starting out in the art world? Number one is don't listen to the critics. Everybody will have a negative thing to say. If you love what you're doing, stay with it and keep doing it. You will get better. Your critics will get less. And you will find more support from people as you really show your emotion and your love for the art that you're doing, whether it's sculpture, whether it's uh, design work, whether it's advertising, whether it's watercolor, whatever, it doesn't matter. The matter is the act of creation. Well, that is so true. Uh, persistency and being thick-skinned are uh, two things that I think every successful artist needs. Agreed. Well, David, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you very much, and I look forward to a long and growing relationship with the gallery. Well, as do we, David. Uh, we're very excited in having you on Contemporary Art Gallery Online. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view David's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of David Now's art, please click on the Artist tab and then on David Now's name. I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has a monthly art competition. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Art Competition tab for additional information. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you are a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday, so we'll meet again in two weeks. Thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.